Hello and welcome to livealittlehigher.com. This week we read Parashash of Team, which means judges, and at the end of the Sidra, uh, it's, uh, it's, it, it's talking about tactics of Klal uh, Israel that they should adopt when they're going out to war uh, against their enemies, and a special general known as the Kohen Mashiach, anointed Kohen, is appointed to provide the army with spiritual strength with a message in which uh, before they approach to battle. And what he says is, he shall say to them, Shema Israel, listen Israel, you are drawing near today to war against your enemies. Do not let your heart soften. Do not fear, do not tremble, do not be terrified before them. And then it says, uh, Rashi explains, Shema Israel, even if you have only the merit of reciting the Shema, you are worthy that he should deliver you. So what it's telling us here is that in the times of, 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 of the Torah, or when the Jewish people were conquering the land and they were going out to war, this was the applied custom before going to war. They would pray before going out to war. And they were accustomed also when we say Shema Israel, we're accustomed to accepting the yoke of heaven because Shema Israel is Shema Israel. Listen, Israel, Hashem Elokeinu, Hashem Yudkei Vavkei, the infinite God, Elokeinu, which is the finite God, Hashem Ehad, is one, is one, everything is Him. So what we're doing when we're doing the Shema Israel is that we're accepting the yoke of the kingdom of heaven. We're accepting that everything is Hashem, that the same God that is taking care of us is the same God that is taking us to war. And He's the same God that's going to take care of us. So, so we're accepting the yoke of heaven. And this defi def definition would seem a little problematic because when we're demonstrating one's love for God and intent to cleave to Him, at the same time, uh, we are also experiencing a very pleasant uh, feeling inside of us. Like the most pleasurable thing there is in life is to have a connection to Hashem. There's no more high in the world than to be connected to God. A person that has uh, a connection with Hashem, that's always walking in Hashem's ways and it feels that Hashem is guiding him in his life and he's taking him and, and he's showing him the way and he's is with him all the time. It, this is the, the the biggest source of comfort a person can feel, and the biggest source of of pleasure. So what it's telling us here is that although indeed it's very ple pleasurable to feel that connection to Hashem, nevertheless we don't recite the Shema because of this. This is not the reason we do it. We do it because it's a divine command. So the same way we keep all the other mitzvahs, Shabbat, for example, is very pleasurable. It's the nicest day of the week. You have a great meal with your family, you invite friends, you cook your favorite foods, the house looks beautiful, it's clean, you take out your best dishes, you're relaxing, you're not answering phone calls, you're not working, you're with your family, you go to the synagogue, you feel the most connected. It's a beautiful day, but nevertheless, you don't do it because of that. That comes with the, with the Shabbat. It's part of the pleasure you feel on a Shabbat. But the reason we keep Shabbat, it's because it's one of the Ten Commandments. You shall keep my Shabbat. That's it. We do it because he wants us to keep Shabbat. So the same here, Hassal is telling us, nullify your desire before his desire. If you uh, do Hashem's will, he will do your will. 
and it tells us that even when one strongly desires to perform a particular mitzvah, one should attempt to do it not because one wants to, but because it's God's will. And we should always do everything with this mindset. So here it says that, um, that interest, there's an interest comment of the Rebbe of Lublin, and he knows that when one encounters difficulties in life, when we're going through a very hard time, when we have hardships, we pray to God that he should take away these hardships from us. We pray, Hashem, please make it better for me. Please heal this person. Please uh, help us have a, a, a good income that we can pay the schools of our kids. Please help us, help us, help us. We're always praying to God that he should help us in our lives. But uh, the Rebbe of Lublin, he suggests a different approach to prayer. And it's very interesting. And he says that one, one should set aside his own difficulties. You should put them away and pray for Hashem. And he says here that because uh, Rabbi Meir in Sanhedrin, he says when a person is distressed, what does the Shehina say? And he says that if it were possible, he would say my head is heavy. So what Rabbi Meir is saying here is that Hashem suffers with us. Whenever a person is suffering, he's suffering with them too. It, it, the Shahina is in exile with us. So any suffering you have, Hashem suffers with you. He sends it to you for a reason, but he's suffering too. It's like when a parent has to educate his kid and put him in time out and the kid is pray, crying and you feel horrible for your child, but you know that this is the only way to educate him. So Hashem is the way, same way with us, but it doesn't mean it doesn't pain him. So the, that this indicates that human suffering even on the, on the wicked, even of the wicked who are the subject of the Mishnah, because we're going to war against them, this also causes distress to Hashem and, and his Shehina. And if one prays for the removal of one's troubles, then accusing forces will come always to go against you. So if you're praying to God, please, please take this pain away from me, you have these accusing forces that are there, like every time you do a mitzvah, you create angels that are going to protect you and are going to stand for you. But every time you do a lashonara or you do something you shouldn't be doing, you're also creating negative forces that are not going to be taking care of you. On the other hand, they're always going to be judging you. So what it's telling us here, when you're praying to God and you're asking for, for clemency, for Hashem to, for, to help you out with whatever problem you have, those negative forces that are with you, are going to be saying, oh, but you saw she did Lashonara. Oh, you saw she was not honoring her mother. Oh, you saw she ate a shrimp. You see? So they, they, they're going to be causing trouble, and they're going to be saying, oh, she doesn't deserve for you to take away that pain from her. So however, if one prays instead for God to alleviate his pain, and instead of praying for us, we're praying, oh, Hashem, I really don't like to see you suffering. I don't want you to suffer because of me. Please, please take this pain away because I don't want you to suffer. Then these negative forces cannot go against Hashem because Hashem is perfect. There has nothing wrong with him. So what it's saying is we may imply this principle to all Klal Israel at war against their enemies. In reality, when executed within the correct framework, Israel wars are, are God's wars. So, as if evident from Abigail's comments to David Hamelech, for my Lord fights the wars of God. So what it means is that Hashem is with us in everything, in our pain, in our joy, in our wars. So when we pray for him instead of us, 
then most likely the prayer will have a different uh, weight. So it says here that as they were fighting holy wars, Klal Israel should adopt the viewpoint we mentioned above. When people are going out to war, this is the, the, the mentality that the army should have before going into a war. They should think, you know, this is going to cause a lot of pain to God. Please, Hashem, take, take this problem away. Disappear it. We don't want to go into war. We don't want to cause you pain. And they should set aside their private con concerns for their own well-being and survival in the war and for the overall triumph of the army of Israel, concentrating instead on alleviating the distress of the Shekhinah, which the, which the necessity for the war has en engendered. And they must feel that the battle is not for themselves, but for God and His glory. They, they should feel it has nothing to do with me, it's about Hashem. It's about making what God wants from us. So this alone will silence any accusers that could come and, 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 and create different situations. And this, without attaining this level of control, is not easy. It's not an easy matter because we're people that you, we're usually thinking about ourselves. We're egocentric. So it's very hard to put ourselves on the side and think about Hashem. And, but if we're able to do this, then we are going to be in a very high, uh, uh, in a very high uh, way of prayer. It's going to be very, very high. So he says here also, that for if they have learned to subjugate their will to God by accepting the yoke of the Shema, then they will be capable of approaching the war with the correct attitude to the function of their battle and thus guarantee divine salvation. So what he's telling us here is huge. This Shem um, Mishmuel, Rabbi Zvi Belovsky, it's huge. What he's telling us that everything is in our intentions the way why we do what we do why do you want to be a doctor why do you want to uh, win the lottery why do you want to learn torah why do you want to keep torah anything you do in life what makes the difference is the intention you put in it so if if you do i want to learn torah because i want to be a very important rabbi it's about you but if you say, I want to learn Torah because I want to give glory to God, I want to do a Kiddush Hashem in this world to bring glory to Hashem, then you're doing for them, so for Him. So everything depends on the intention in which you put your Kavanah. So this Sidra always falls at the start of Elul, in the beginning of this month, and the which is the preparatory month for Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur. And the word Elul is found in a different form in the following verse, which says, however you are forgers of deceit, all of you are doctors of no substance, which is the acronym of Elil, which is also Elul. So what it's suggesting here is that the primary aim of Elul, of the month of Elul, is to really nullify ourselves, is to become nothing, nothing. To realize that the only thing that should matter to us is it's God. If I'm a good mother, why? Because God put me in this world to take care of his kids. He gave me these three beautiful children, four or five, whatever kids you have. He entrusted them to me. He gave them to me so I can help him bring them up in this world as good people. And when you do this, then it's not about you anymore. It's about him. And you're gonna do a much better, much better job than if you're thinking about yourself. So it says here, we have to leave behind our personal concerns 
and concentrate on performing all of our deeds for God rather than for ourselves. And this is the proper preparation for Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur, when we strive to make all of our prayers, and this is good preparation for when we come uh, to Shul for Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur, very serious prayers, and we should bring them only for the sake of God. When we're praying in Shul for, for the new year, we should do it for Him. And we should say, Hashem, you should send me a beautiful year. You know why? Because I want you to be happy. I don't want you to suffer. Help me. Help me make you happy. And in this way, uh, it's, it's going to be a complete different prayer for you. So he says here, when we strive to make all of our prayers for the sake of God and the manifestation of his glory in the world, indeed we say the special Yamim Noraim prayers and write us in the book of life for your sake living God. So when we do it in the Maxor, in the prayers, we say, bring, write us in the book of life, but not for us, for you. And we ask for continuous existence of God rather for ourselves so that we may serve him and make him his name great in this world. And may this forever seal the mouths of the detractors. Amen. So I wish you a good week. You should continue preparing for, for the high holidays in this month of Elul. Take advantage of it. You're, you're packing your back for the year to come. You're going on this new journey and you need every tool you're going to need. So I wish you a good week and remember, live a little higher. Thank you.